So welcome to the Laptop Empire show. We decided to go ahead and just hit record because we're sitting here just, you know, shooting the breeze before we start and realize mm-hmm. like that's usually when the good stuff comes out. But yeah. we were just talking about Bobby's album wall and albums. So and we were yeah. talking about Rick Ross, which I think is relevant because he's <laughs> great on social media. Dude, he really is good. It's, he he the <clears throat> only thing about his stuff that is a little bit hard for me on Inst- especially on Instagram, he does <laughs> so many stories. Like, I don't know if you mm. feel this way. Like when you click on somebody's mm-hmm. stories and there's like, like 70 of those little things Guys, at the top, like four to six. Yeah. That's the sweet spot. He just does a lot, but he's, he promotes, but the thing about him is he promotes his stuff so much, which is probably a, a good, there's a good lesson there. Like his, uh, but his champagne he promotes stuff to become, to get into it. Like I've heard him talk before yeah, and he's yeah. like, I, if I, there's something I like, I promote the crap out of it to show my value before mm-hmm. I try to get involved with the project. And like, yeah. I almost just now said there's a lesson in that. And that's like my <laughs> most hated phrase on Twitter. So I had to like, Oh, stop I just myself, said that. But, my bad. Oh, did you? Well, yeah, I mean, probably that on Twitter, a lesson they say something, you know, it's like all the Twitter bros and they're like, there's a lesson in that. I hate, I hate. Um, yeah, let me look. Dude, uh, what does he got going let me, on? Right let, me, now? let me get this. Let me walk off screen here. Okay. Rich forever. <sighs> dude oh this is great i need someone who can paint slash customize a g550 jet (laughs) like this he's just like dude and did you see um this this was like all over the place so far but did you see his uh did you see coming to america uh yeah yeah. two the second one that the palace the palace is his house is it really dude his house there's coming to america and then there's coming number two america that came out like last year yeah and they they borrowed his house to be the palace <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome it's but a dude, it's a massive property though that thing is like i love oh, okay boss up reading yeah. books from rappers but like he put this out uh during covid and it's awesome yeah. and you can tell i don't know that he wrote it like like he wrote it but i'm guessing he was just talking and it was Probably, being like yeah. dictated but it's in his voice like perfectly it's really good but and there's i have so many tabs on it. he's he's got so many great business lessons but my favorite thing about this book look at this he's dressed all fancy he's sitting on an egg crate yeah that's awesome like or milk crate whatever it is yeah Love yeah it. no that's cool no i i like his stuff cuz his uh he does those things he's like the he's like morning glory morning glory you know and like starts talking mm-hmm. um and he's just almost always it's just like stop sitting on your ass and go do something go work go, go work something. hard which is yeah. i mean i know that that's like you know people probably don't like hearing that and it's probably like played out a little bit or not played out but like it's like oh i've got to hustle and there was like a big like backlash against like hustle <laughs> culture i remember a few years ago but that's like the reality man if you want if you yeah. want to make a lot of money and if you want to have like a really really successful life from a like a business perspective like you have to work really hard 
It didn't just yeah. happen. Everybody wants it to be easy. Everybody wants the optimized, efficient thing. Everybody wants the passive income. How the hell do you think you get those things, right? Yeah, like, dude. It always cracks me up when somebody comes to agency. I'm like, oh, I want this like, I want the perfectly optimized and automated funnel. And I'm like, cool. Have you sold this yet? <laughs> no. Then how the hell are we going to create that? Like, yeah. it's not. <clears throat> well, and that's the thing, like, why I've always been like, on, you know, sometimes I like Gary Vee, sometimes I don't. Because yeah. people, people are like, oh, he's just too much hustle, hustle, hustle. I think he takes it to an extreme. But the underlying yeah. message of you need to do more work than you're actually doing if you want to see results is the damn truth. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't like this thing he does with his hand or whatever. That's the only thing that bothers me. You know, he does those okay. things when he talks. He does like this, he like grabs his arm and does this hand thing when he's trying to make a point. He has Dude, all these like kind uh, of ridiculous things. I can't hate on the guy though. I'm, because like really, there's a lot of stuff he says that I don't I don't like. I don't really like what he did with the NFT thing. Like the the V friends thing. Yeah, that felt a little it felt grab, a little which he which he doesn't produce any like courses and stuff. So you like yeah. I don't think courses are money grabs, obviously, but I just meant like he doesn't do that kind of thing. You know, yeah. he's just like doing social media and he grows his agency, but then he turns around to the NFT thing. Whereas on the flip side, like I thought it was awesome when he did the shoes. When he the did shoes, the case, yeah, shoe the case deal, thing? that was I think that's cool. That was awesome. No, I, the yeah. NFT thing was like, I mean, at the height of it, like the real height of it. When was that? Maybe, <laughs> maybe a year and a half ago. I, I can't remember. It was the last time I went to San Diego. So it would have been like a year ago from, from now-ish. Because I had a friend. I went and played golf in San Diego. And I had a friend that was trying to convince me to to buy. It was, I can't remember what it was. It was like, it was like a picture of a monkey or something for like $80,000. But it wasn't. It wasn't even that. It was like, you got to get the mutant version of this and then you got to marry it with this other thing and then they're going to hatch and then you get this other thing and that's where the money is. And I was like sitting there and I almost did it because I was like, that's like, it like I, FOMO. It was like FOMO. I was like, man, I might like I might need to do this. Like yeah. this guy, I respect this guy's opinion a lot. Um, and I think he actually made money on it. I ended up not doing it because I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. And I felt like that you was remember a good when, idea not like, to do it. Every time we'd get on a call with you, Gore, and he'd be like, yo, have you heard about the latest shit coins? Dude, I almost bought his stuff too. Like he told me to buy yeah. some mutant cats. And I looked at him. I was like, man, these things are like three grand a pop. And I was like, I don't know. I don't understand it. And it was like a lot of people that were like, oh, the community, this and that. It's about the discord. It's about all the stuff. And now I, I looked at mutant cats the other day and it's not worth, I don't think it's worth very much at all. Uh, I would have lost yeah. money on that. But that was the Gary V thing going back to that. Like, when he got on a call with like Logan Paul and Mr. Beast and all these people and basically kind of manipulated the NFT market and got all the influencers pushing NFTs at the same time, like that mm. I didn't like. Cause I was just like, man, oh, all yeah, these I people paid all this money for, for these NFTs that were like big fans and followers. And I mean, I I've looked at the V friend stuff and they're down, you know, and like, but he always hedges too. That's the other thing. He always hedges. <laughs> Where he's like, 99% of projects are going to fail. Most of the stuff is garbage. And he's probably going to be right. Because um, I saw him yeah. put out a blog post the other day about it. And it was just basically saying like, yeah, the market sucks. It's probably going to suck all next year. I don't I don't even think it's going to, I don't know. I don't want to just, I just don't, I don't think it's coming back. Not to the level it was. No, I mean, I don't know. I was always wary of that because, <sighs> just because it's not a physical thing. Like, and there's not, a connection to it. So like I think about like trading cards, 
right? Mm -hmm. It's essentially like digital trading cards, right? Um, and I know there's more to it with the technology and all the things you're going to be doing with it, but that's like, you're not trying to sell the technology, you're selling a digital picture, right? And even, and I, I just don't, uh, I just don't see it because like with trading cards, like you have, there's something connected to it, right? Like you want this thing. Um, I remember I, I told you about like when, when I went to the beach earlier in the year with my family, went to Padre and. Um, I got a pack of 1987 Tops uh, bubblegum cards, the wax packs. It had never been opened. Um, I got it for 20 bucks. Well, I had a list of 20 cards that were worth over $100 that were that were potentially in that box. And we got like 14 of them. And the top card was Barry Bonds, rookie, Pittsburgh Pirates, um, when he's like super tiny. And, um, you know, we ended up getting that one. It's like a $500 card. Uh, and you know, I don't know. I haven't tried to sell them yet. You know, my, my son really wants to try and sell them and get the money because he's just like, he's about that life. Um, <laughs> but it's different because like those players, like they mean something and they've accomplished something. They're Hall of Famers. They've broken records. You know, I was at the game when Bonds, when he, I don't know if it was when he tied or broke the the home run record. My dad picked us up from school and like, he's like we're going and we went and like that that ball flew right over my head you know went like a section up like i vividly remember that as a kid so to me like there's those kind of memories tied to cards you know you don't have that with a mutant cat nft you know and so i just to me it was like yeah, yeah if you get in on it right at the beginning and then you can sell it to the people and get out but like at the time like you were trying you know people are trying to get you into it like those people are trying to make their money at that point right like that was the exit yeah. <laughs> i just yeah, i didn't that see that going yeah i mean i'm looking back at at that time period i'm just looking at the v friends thing just to tie gary v back into it like they were selling his stuff was selling i think for like fifty-one thousand, I don't know if this is on average or not, but I mean, it was at the peak, right around, right That's in crazy. April. And now, the average sales price looks like it's six thousand dollars. So, like a ton of people lost money on that, you know. And like, I think that's where you, you got to be, like, especially if you have a lot of audience. I think you got to be. I think you got to be careful about. Well, you you have to be careful about what you promote, right? Like, you always have to make sure it's legit. Mm -hmm. And I think that this isn't. I don't think that he promoted or sold anything that's not legit. But I mean, he was pumping it like the NFTs are the, the future. This is the next thing, like all this stuff. And yeah, a lot of projects are going to go bad, but this is the future. But like how many people lost like hundreds of thousands of dollars on that message? You know, so I think it hurt his credibility a little bit. Just One thing. It. Sorry, go ahead. You're still uh, talking to Well, you see, you see even stuff like Logan Paul tried to come out with his, his own <laughs> NFT um, zoo farm or something. And it ended up just being a disaster. People lost a bunch of money. That's like, that's going viral right now as we're recording this, like he, um, coffeezilla, I don't know why I'm into all the stuff, but coffeezilla like did this whole breakdown of the scam and everything. People lost a ton of money. You know, it's just like, if you have an mm -hmm. audience, like people really believe in you and they'll buy whatever you put out, like it right. better be good. You know, it better be like yeah. legit stuff that you're doing. It hurts if it doesn't. Yeah. Um, one thing I will, I want to, I want to show like a positive use. I thought NFTs, I can't remember who did this, but somebody with like a very big coaching program, um, you know, like a hundreds of dollars per month kind of thing, mastermind kind of group. Yeah. And they released a NFT that had membership to that group as well as like some exclusive perks attached yeah. to it. And it was cool because you could 
buy it and sell it. And it was like the key to the membership. So you could buy into the program, get the use out of it. And if you were done with it, you could actually sell it and pass it on to somebody else. Um, And maybe you make a profit on that. Maybe you make less, but, you know, assuming that that creator, you know, that coach continues to raise his prices, then you could get your money back by giving somebody a discount on it, which I thought it was just a really interesting concept to me where there's like a, a true value attached. And um, yeah. even if you don't get your money back on it, like you hopefully got thousands and thousands of dollars in value. Um, and then you're just mitigating your costs. So, yeah. Oh, that was kind of cool. But I'd, so I'd only seen that done one time. Yeah, there were there was some creativity that came out of it. There's a lot of scams that came out of that stuff, too. I mean, and I, I bought crypto, but not a lot. I was always really scared of it because I was like, I like crypto, like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Like I, I understand it. Like I, mm-hmm. I just don't see it. I never saw like nobody uses it to pay for anything. Like, why would you want to hold on to something? I'm sure somebody's going to get in the comments on this one and be like, this is why you should hold Bitcoin. But like, nobody's ever going to, if it, if its value is just going to continue to go up and that's why you bought it so that it would go up like a stock, then why would you spend it on anything? Like everybody like drags that guy that, that bought a pizza with it. He paid like 400 grand or whatever for a pizza years ago. So like, I don't know. It's just, it's just an interesting, it's an interesting time to be like an online creator, you know, and you can, there's a lot of stuff you can push, a lot of things you can do. You got to be careful with that. Um, yeah. I was going to say something else. I had another thought. Or do you want to keep talking about NFTs or go something else? No, I, I mean, I was going to say something when, and then I didn't want to talk over you, but you know, my bird brain. <laughs> well, I was saying, so just kind of like I had a non, non sequitur thought, but I was thinking about that guy because I said the comments and I was thinking about that guy that left a comment on the YouTube channel the other day, uh, the chat GPT. Yeah. Which was actually was something, like, it was a fair comment. I thought that he. I, I was going to say that's something we could talk about. Um, and then I actually had something from this Rick Ross book that I could share. Um, but no, let's go ahead and talk about that comment. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, he basically was just like, hey, it was when you and Robert and I were on, we were talking about ChatGPT when that was blowing up on Twitter. Um, and we did a, we did an episode and Robert's a copywriter and, you know, we mm-hmm. have, you know, we've worked with copywriters, we write copy, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, we were talking about, you know, will it put copywriters out of business? We were talking, like, I hadn't used it at that point. I don't think any of the three of us had used it, but you and I, I think over the course of our careers in the online space have seen this before, like seen these kind over of scares before. Over and over, yeah. You see it so many times, like, oh, this is going to put copywriters out of business. This is going to put ads managers out of business. Like, email is dead. Yeah. Email's dead. Like, we've just seen it. So that, that was kind of the perspective <clears throat> we were talking about it. But he basically was like, hey, you guys haven't used it yet. You know, I'm not trying to be a jerk or anything, but you guys haven't used it yet. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. So I went and used it. And I was, I wasn't that impressed with it, to be honest with you. I actually, I went into it going like, I hope that this is really cool. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was um, like, I had it. I know that the prompts that you give it drive a lot of what comes out. Um, And I, and I think you could go down a, a very deep rabbit hole trying to get the perfect stuff with the perfect prompts. But as a, business owner that has a copywriter on retainer for two businesses, I would not fire my copywriter to do that in any way, shape or form. And I don't think many people would either just because there's so much more that goes into being a copywriter and writing copy and sales pages, because I asked it to write a sales page or asked it to write retargeting ads on Facebook, email launch or launch emails. Um, what else? A blog post topic idea. Like I, I had it. Yeah. I had to write a blog post and they were all okay, but it was like, I can't use this. None of this is usable. It's at, yeah. at best, it was a place to start, 
if I was a solopreneur and I needed ideas and I needed like a foundation to build off of, it's a place to start. I thought the sales page was the weakest, but there's a, there's a ton of moving parts in a sales page. There's features and benefits and bonuses. And, sure. you know, so I guess if you put the right prompts in, potentially you could get something pretty decent, but I just don't, it's not there yet. And I, I don't think, you know, maybe somebody can prove me wrong and, and show me that it can write the same type of sales page that my copywriter can write, but I don't think so. Like, right. I didn't see it. I, um, I had done it too. And it's interesting. I responded to the comment. I was the one that responded to the comment and I had already been playing with it at that point, like since our call. Um, and, and I didn't even address like what you said of like, Hey, I, I've now used it and not, and not overly impressed. Like there's, I can see the potential, but to me, it's almost like you're talking about like, it seems like a lot of effort. I think if I, if we didn't have the resources, you're just starting out. Yeah. Using it as a prompt was like my, my thing was like, I can see this as a, 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 you're writing Facebook post. Um, and what I do think is interesting. I had seen somebody else do this and I tried it out. If you were like, um, have a sarcastic tone. And so like write about X, Y, Z and have a sarcastic tone. And then it comes out and I'm like, okay, that was cool because it, it really worked. Um, so I think there's uses for it. Um, but the, the thing I responded to in the comments was like, we we were not talking about it as in like, hey, we've used this specific one. This is what we think. We were just talking about the general trends in the industry and what we've seen before. And it's not just the, oh, email's dead. Oh, copywriters are going away. Like all that kind of stuff. It's the fact that we've seen these AI tools over and over and over again. I've used many of the AI tools and, you know, I've had somebody in the industry is like, oh, we do all of our blog posts with these tools here and like recorded me a video and showed me how to do it. And I did it. And I was like, it just didn't, I wasn't overly impressed by it. And I felt like it was difficult. Now I'm not going to go write it. I wasn't writing a blog post either. So maybe it's easier than writing a blog post and maybe it's cheaper than hiring a writer, but I just didn't think that it was good. Right. And so yeah. we were coming from past experience using AI and those kind of things. And then really that conversation, if you, go back and listen to it in that episode, we weren't just talking about, we were talking about the things that copywriters bring to the table that AI can't at this time and what things you could do as a copywriter to ensure that you don't lose your job. Yeah. And yeah. the reality is all of those things, even if you take AI out of the equation, it's how you become a copywriter that makes a real living out of it and has staying power and stands out from the crowd. So yeah. like you said, valid comment, we hadn't used it. But if you are like just landing on our page and don't know us and don't know our background, yeah. then you know, it's easy to make that judgment too. The reality is it's somewhere in between. Would it have been better if we got together and the three of us all tried it out before we recorded? Sure. Probably. But that's not how we do the podcast. We showed up <laughs> And we started talking about it and then we turned it on today, like how yeah. we started talking about, I mean, we were literally talking about what's the best Drake album before we hit record. Yeah. And that was what led into the conversation. So um, there was no planning and, you know, maybe, maybe we'll do that. But right now we're just trying to crank out uh, tasty content and give you guys something to listen to. Yeah. I didn't feel like I would have <clears throat> needed to do it. It was, it was what I thought it would be. What I think is you shared this in a, in our group chat with Chris the other day, what I think is way, way more interesting is oh, the video the stuff, image. the talking image stuff where it's like your face. Uh, because I was talking to, to Larry Ludwig, uh, who's our SEO guy and tracking guy. I thought he said this years ago. He was like, 
you're going to be able at some point to have to do video content without it being you. And I was like, that seems a little far-fetched because everything I'd seen at that point was not very good. And then the stuff that I've seen in the last couple months, I'm like, okay, it's still not there. But if it continues at this rate of progression, like, yeah, there, there's a real, real chance that you're going to be able to just stick a script in and people are going to believe it's you, which is, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, yeah, that sounds super convenient. But then it's like, everything could is probably going to be fake. I think that social media platforms or like YouTube specifically is going to really have to figure out how to deal with that. Um, where, where maybe they're trying to like verify somehow and they, you know, don't promote videos that are done with AI. I don't know how they're going to do it, but um, because I know that like Google specifically, even with the chat GPT stuff, like it's a, it's like a big deal for them. Like people might start using chat GPT or something like that over time instead of using Google. So they're going to address it, but yeah. that stuff. But is, right now, people freaky. are using Chat GTP to go like, okay, now rewrite it. I don't remember right. what the prompt is, but it's like rewrite it in some way, and then they put it through the filter, and it's like ninety nine percent not AI. So that's interesting. Um, but the the video this, stuff is is scarily real. It, like, did I pull that point. up? I wonder yeah. if I can even find it. Um, I've seen a bunch. Of them. Like, I, I saw one with. Uh, uh, no, uh, you sent it when. You sent it like yesterday. Oh, I, I texted you days ago. Because, you texted it to us because Homeboy is not on Facebook <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I saw one that was like Morgan Freeman. It was like he was on the top of the video, and there was a there's a white dude, like white bald dude below him that was like the voice, and then it was Morgan Freeman on top, and it was like, oh, I saw that one too. One, the thing I didn't like what he was saying, where he was basically like, everything you know might be fake. Like, you know, what's real anymore, that kind of thing. And I was like, oh man, that's getting too deep into my brain. Uh, but mm -hmm. it was shockingly good. It's just the way that the mouth moves and the eyes move. It's still not, not quite like you can still right. distinguish that it's not, real. you know, it's fake. It looks, but off. it's just like, and to give some clarity about, because I may not be able to find this post, but to give some clarity about what it is, it's like you upload a still shot picture of yourself mm -hmm. and then you add the voiceover and then it starts moving the mouth. And yeah, this group I saw it in is too large. I'm not going to be able to find that again. Um, <clears throat> so just imagine like I'm sitting still like this and then that image, it's me, but the head is moving slightly and the mouth is moving and like, yeah. so it's, you can see where it can go. Now, what's really interesting is like, what if they go and, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tie this them what if they get to where you can do it and then like maybe you have a still shot and then you have another still shot with your hands what if they can get it where people like it's talking with your hands or you can put in a video of yourself and like it can mimic the movement because if you can do that then you can really do talking head videos on youtube and i think it would be a lot closer than people would think because like yeah we know somebody who hired a voice actor to do his podcast right and yeah. and you listen you to can't it tell. and you can't tell if if like i think the early ones like when because we knew it was like oh jeez we okay yeah that's yeah, definitely yeah. not him but if he hadn't told any anybody then we would yeah. not have known yeah that's and true. it's like it's it's impressive it is it is impressive i think i don't know it's going to be interesting to see the the hands and arms I don't know if this is directly this directly correlates. It probably doesn't, but like Mark Zuckerberg was on the Joe Rogan podcast and he was talking about oh like about the body the arms. They had to basically take the hands off because like your brain, your, the <laughs> the way that the elbows and the arms move in space is so so intricate and so unique 
that like to each your brain can't do it. So I don't, I wonder if that would be the same thing, like with AI, if you would be able to kind of see, mm-hmm. like, it just wasn't quite right. I don't know, man. Um, I, I just, this stuff What's, is going to be the next thing that changes. I, I think it's going to be a major thing in the next couple of years because of the way that it's progressing. I don't know what, how you get out in front of it or what you do with it. Like, I don't think anybody really knows that yet. I think you can kind of guess. I, I do think that there's probably going to be some kind of like, I don't know, like even when I buy sneakers, like if you buy sneakers, they go through a verification process where somebody like checks them over and they smell the glue to make sure it's the right stuff. So you're not getting a fake. I think that the, the platforms are going to start doing something to check if a video is real or not. And they're probably already working on that. And that's probably really good stuff because I think that that it would, in my mind, devalue all of the content on like all of the platforms if it's all fake, mm-hmm. unless people just but, accept it as like, oh, this then, is fine. I don't care if it's fake or not. But then you look at that and you go, does, does the cream rise to the top, right? Because to me, then you still have like value if it's valuable, if it's good, like that matters. So if somebody is now, maybe it just means that the bar lowers, oh, everyone's doing AI. I'm actually putting the work in. Therefore, I'm Mr. Beast. <laughs> you know yeah like i don't know it'll be interesting you could already be ai you never know <laughs> that's what i didn't like about that that morgan freeman thing i was yeah. like oh man they're like every you know what is it what is real is it just what you can see and what you can like what you can feel and see and i was like oh dude i don't like this i don't like this road that i'm going down so yeah I don't it's know. Like that we'll see how it goes told me to watch it's a little too weird for me yeah it um, is. i'm trying yeah. to think of the movie with matthew mcconaughey when he's like He's in high school. Days and confused. Thank you. I you didn't say anything. I just I thought help you. I was <laughs> trying to search it. So um, somebody was. Ta- I, I saw this thing and it was like, if maybe it was Days and Confused, maybe it was a different movie, but it was like if that were made today, it would be students from 1996, like putting the time right. frame in perspective. And this goes to like how much things can progress. I'm literally having a conversation with my seven year old yesterday, and so I'm 34. And we were talking about this like my phone and the internet and and it came about because he was talking to me about how weird of a word emoji was. He saw me respond to somebody and I used it. He's like, why'd you use that emoji? And I was like, because I just was like giving him a thumbs up, like, so I didn't have to type. And he's like, emoji. What a weird word. <laughs> like, you know, giving the seven-year-old thoughts. I mean, I'm like, is, you though. know, I was like, you know, that wasn't even a word that long ago. Like. When I was a yeah. kid, emojis weren't a thing. He's like, what do you mean emojis weren't a thing? And I was like, well, man, when I was growing up, like we didn't have internet. We didn't have these phones. We didn't have computers. He's like, what are you talking about? And so I'm explaining to him. I showed him how like we had the phone with the cord on the wall. And then I showed him like, you know, the ones that had the stands, the wireless ones, because that was a big deal, right? When you got the wireless phones. And I'm just sitting there. He's like, oh, that's kind of cool, actually. And I'm sitting here going, like, man, how things have changed so crazy, like such a crazy amount in our lifetime. Yeah. But like, imagine how it is for like our grandparents, you know? Yeah. I think about that sometimes, you know, my mom made a comment when I was much younger, I was probably eight or something. She was like, when I was a kid, I thought like, I was sure that we would be like the Jetsons, like flying around Mm -hmm. in these flying cars and stuff. So it's like, things do move quickly. But at the same time, they also move pretty slowly. Like we're still on the same types mm-hmm. of cars. Even they have electric cars, but it's like we're not flying around in like the Jetsons. Like, sure. And we're probably several, like a long way off from that, which I think just kind of like goes back to 
you still like, there are no shortcuts, you know? So like, if you're sitting there going like, oh man, you know, chat GPT is going to replace all of us or AI is going to replace all of us. Like probably not. Like you, you're still going to have to work really hard to build something or do something. And like, you're just going to have to adapt to the market. But at the end of the day, like you're just gonna have to work really hard and you're going to have a window of opportunity to make a lot of money, even if it's a, you know, 10 years or something like that. You know, like these things don't happen as fast as anybody ever thinks they do, even though they seem to. I, I think that work really hard thing, it's probably really applicable right now because we're in January and people are really motivated and they want to do things. Maybe you want to build a business this year. Um, And, you know, if you want the thing, if you have the dream or whatever, you know, it's going to take work and it's going to take sacrifice. And I think a lot of people don't want the sacrifice piece of it. And you got to learn to love what you're doing and love that dream so much that you will sacrifice for it. And it's not an all the time thing. I mean, we've been doing this for a long time and I think I can, I'm not going to speak for you, but I've had times where I have wanted it more than others and times where I haven't had that desire and it's been harder. Um, And so it's going to wax and wane and uh, you just kind of have to power through it. But like, you do have to put the work in if you want whatever the thing is. You want to be an influencer. You want to grow an audience. You want to make money. You want passive income. You want courses or coaching or freelancing or a blog, whatever. Like you have to put the the work in. And uh, a lot of people just aren't willing to do that. And that's good news for you if you're listening because really just showing up puts you so far ahead of everybody else. Like, you know, we were talking uh, last night, you know, with our coaching students and you were talking about blogging and about just like creating, just like what you like, like create what you like Mm -hmm. and about how you're more likely to do it. Like if you have the passion for it and everything. And and I know you were talking more about like SEO versus, um, you know, like, like building audience loyalty and that kind of stuff. But it really comes down to like, if you show up and you write, a blog post a week or record a YouTube video a week or do a TikTok every single day. If you show up and do that, you are doing so much more than not even 90% of the people in the world, but you're doing more than 90% of the people that want to be influencers or creators or freelancers or whatever. So like, that's it. All you got to do is show up, right? So like, we're saying you got to work hard, but like, it actually, the bar to be successful is easier than a lot of people think. But I mean, you have to work and it doesn't matter the level. And it goes to like, we we're talking about Rick Ross earlier and I was talking about the book. Like he talks about in the book, you know, when everything happened and he couldn't do shows, a lot of artists, when they couldn't do shows, all their income went away. Right. But, you know, he was like, I knew I had to do other things. I decided it's time to write my next book. And that's what this book was. And he talked about how he was, he'd written multiple books, but he was driven to write that book because he needed to do something. But he also was like, I had been doing social media and promoting products and getting involved with brands. You notice he started hopping up with Wingstop. Well, he had been, you know, already invested in a ton of Wingstops. You don't think that him getting and investing in Wingstop didn't help him get through the pandemic at the lifestyle level that he wanted. Of course it did because everybody started ordering that crap to their house, you know? So no, don't call it crap. You, Wingstop is. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't, you know, you know, my, uh, love Wingstop. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I just, uh, 
you've got to, you've got to work. And when stuff happens to you or things happen in society, you can't let that be an excuse. You have to go find the opportunity. You have to go. And, and once again, when things are bad, it's easier because everybody else is having pity on themselves and they're giving up. And if you show up, you're ahead of everybody. So uh, that's my little motivational pitch for the year, I guess. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Just show up. <laughs> Just show up. Yeah. I don't have any like anything to add to that because I think it's true. All right. So that's it for today. Uh, we do have an idea for the next episode, so we'll record that soon. And uh, it'll be something to kind of help you guys out here in the new year so you can be more successful. But the thing that you can do right now today to be more successful is subscribe to our channel on YouTube. You can listen to our podcast everywhere they listen to podcasts, but we have exclusive daily content on YouTube. So subscribe to that, watch that. It's short. So if you can't listen to the whole episode, you can still get the nugs. So make sure you check that out. You can follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, wherever it is that you do. Someone asked us if we're on Twitter. We're not. We may be Soon, eventually, but, Soon. but but we're not at the moment. So um, be ready for that. We don't even have an account, but you can follow Bobby and I. I don't know if either one of us post on Twitter, but you know we'll let you know when the time comes. So for right now, focus on YouTube and uh, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out.